You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday pre-market prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick, where Dennis and I are wearing... Uh, the same shirt today that was intentional got a good show for you all today we of course are going to talk about disney earnings uh hubspot earnings we'll talk about the cannabis stocks just you know we, we said this happens we said everyone said this is exactly what tends to happen the high flyers nothing goes straight up that's what went down yesterday literally went down yesterday so we'll talk about that how you can approach this going forward. Uh, I want to ha- hit on a couple of stocks moving on initiations this morning. And Novio and Fisker are up big time. We're going to talk about that as well. A couple guests on today. Of course, Jason, Jason Rasnick will join us uh, at like 845 or so as he joins us every Friday. Also, Marcus Heitkarter will join us. He is the founder of Rockwell Trading. He's going to join us from his like trading RV. I think he's 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 out in down in Florida. Uh, he's he's got like a trading RV set up, and he's he's gonna he's gonna talk to us from there. Uh, today's show is also sponsored by Rockwell Trading. To learn more, go to uh, RockwellTrading.com/slash/Benzinga. I'll put the link up on the screen there. Trade what you see, not what you think. There's the link. Let's bring it to Joel. Joel, how are we doing? How are you doing? How is the market doing? Oh, I'm doing well, Spencer. Uh, S&Ps are red by six and a half handles. Snuck above the close of 39.12. 
39.14 we got to. That was the all-time closing high. I don't know how they got that 39.12 print in there, but I'll figure it out eventually. Uh, crude, after uh, nine straight up days, uh, two days in the red, uh, down 33 cents at 57.91. Gold and silver going opposite directions. Gold's down 860 at 18.18. Silver's up 11 cents at 27.16. And Bitcoin, that's up there, holding up there nicely in the upper 48 thousand handle up seven hundred seven hundred and ten dollars at forty eight thousand two hundred and thirty five you know i think about this weekend and i think about president's day right that three-day weekend coming up and what i remember this is back in the old days way old days uh i used to go to vegas with my dad because the markets were closed and when I lived in Chicago, we used to go out to Vegas. We'd go out to the dunes. And you know what? I would see half of the trading floor there when I went out there. I just, I just remember that. Always going out three, four, five years in a row, going out to the presidents, going out to Vegas, rolling the dice and President's Day. And uh, won't be doing that this President's Day. I'm really not sure. Maybe next President's Day. Next President's Day? Maybe next one. Maybe the next one. What do you think, Dennis? You think so? You think that's a reality? No. No? I don't know, Joel. I know nothing. I got a uh an alert from um from Michigan about my football tickets. I left I I kept my money in there from last year, right? They you know, the the season yeah. in. So what and happens? Do like they refund you the whole thing for this last season? I left it in there. Oh, you just left, left it in there so it just goes so you had a choice. You could leave it in there. Yep. I just figured, you know what? I left it in there. And then they sent out this really long email about, you know, tickets and renewing. And the, and they don't say, what about the suckers that left the money in? And uh, so I, I sent a stern email to the athletic director and he responded and he said, yeah, you're right. You did. So what I think is going to happen is I'm going to be offered tickets to like half of the games. Cause I don't, I, I mean, I don't think they're going to put a hundred like right now, are they Can they pack 106,000 people in the big house? I don't think so. Like, how do you do it? Yeah. yeah. And what are the criteria? Yeah. Uh, but that's a long ways away from now. Yeah, it is. Right? So let's be positive and talk about We're supposed to be thing. positive because people are telling me I'm too negative. You know, I think sometimes people confuse bearishness with negativeness. And, you know, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm a negative person. So I'll, t- I'll take that, you know, as a critique, you know, and try to be a little bit more positive. I'll try to be positive here today. I mean, buy the dip works again. There's lots of stocks going higher, lots of stocks ripping. But all it was was a warning yesterday in the pot stocks. People think, oh, you're talking negative, you know, about these pot stocks. Why? Because these are rallies that are just completely overdone. I mean, when Tilray goes from 30 to 67 to 70 in two days, it's time to take risk off. And look what happens. The implosion happens yesterday. Tilray gives it all back. Afria gives it all back. Sundial goes from 480 down to $2.12. Sell your peanuts while the circus is in town. These were gifts, people. Gifts. If you weren't selling in yesterday's rally, one, you weren't listening to the show. Two is you're being too greedy. You're being too greedy. And if you're in these things now, think, well, it'll come back eventually. It might. In this market, we know we've had bag holder bailout market. In normal markets, these things would not come back. But in these markets, you never know. But in all likelihood, the probabilities of these just bouncing back, Joel, like what's the probability of Afria 
going from 15 to 33 in six days and then giving it all back in one day, but going right back up there the next day or going right back up there next week or right up there back next month. It's overhead supply. I mean, yeah, it's simple mechanics of the markets. And then just one more thing, and then I just want to move on from this. You know, that sometimes I get the feeling in the in the chat that like 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 Dennis is upset because he wasn't long or he's getting running over on his short or something. That, that that's not the case. I mean, if he's trading these things, he's trading them very conservatively. I'm not the only thing he, uh, for the most part. I know. It, I'm okay. not usually. This is not my bread and butter. And, exactly. So but, you're given a you're given a perspective from yeah. an experienced perspective. Like, you know, th- this may happen. So I just, you know, it, it kind of, I kind of had a, you know, I, f- I had a little tear in my eye after yesterday's show. I knew Dennis was upset, and um, I just want to address it. We're here to talk about the markets to give us you know our combined 50 years of experience and you know Spencer the new young buck on the street he has his perspective too Mitch joins us he has a different perspective and that's all we're doing we're giving perspectives so I I, I think what it is. I think in, in five and a half years with you guys I think I can count on one hand the number of times and Dennis was like visibly upset because he got run over by a trade like that, it almost never happens. Where and I wasn't, re- I wasn't upset because I got run over by a trade. Right. I was upset because I had a million, you right. know, I had 3,000 Reddit messages on the weekend just basically <laughs> trashing me. Yeah. You know, so, and then you come in and I'm getting tweets at me and I don't know who it's from, but, you know, there's multiple tweets. There's lots of good ones too. I mean, like I said, most of it's good. But, you know, as people are, are like, like when I when I had the Quiznos, let's go back to Quiznos. You know, like I learned a few things. You know, one, don't buy a sub shop if you're a stock trader. Uh, two, um, they I remember them teaching you and saying uh, a customer that's happy with the experience, 90% of the time they say nothing. A customer that's dissatisfied with the experience, 90% of the time they say something. So they like you can't just look at it and say oh, everybody's pissed off at you all the time because most of the people who are happy just don't say anything. It's the people who are not happy that voice their opinion strongly. So and say I want to talk to the manager, you know, they you put tomatoes on my sub. I didn't ask for tomatoes. I mean, so I I, I you, you could take that to life. So when you're hearing, you know, the negative, you know, through Twitter, and you're seeing lots of negative stuff. I mean, if I'm hearing half and half, that means, you know, overall, I think people are pretty satisfied with my commentary. So you can't please everyone. I wish everything could just go to the moon. I wish we could all just be rich. But then it's all inflation, right? So do you really want that? Because if you start seeing this, then everything else inflates around it. So anyways, i just saying when you get these gifts, like the pot stock rallies or the GameStop rally or the AMC rally, it's not about holding the line. It's about holding the on to the gains. Holding your get account. the hell out. Yeah. Get the hell out. When you get these kind of gifts, these moves, these decade moves in three days, yes, Sal. <laughs> you know, we've talked a lot. We've seen, we've seen a lot of weird stuff this year. Like GameStop was really weird stuff. But guys, correct me if I'm wrong. The type of action that we saw yesterday in the pot stocks and, and Tilray and, and and all these names that is not new. That that's pretty normal that that's expected behavior right for a stock to go here uh like let me get the exact prices on tour and i know dennis just said it but to go from like what 25 to to 70 in in a couple of days and then give it all back that that happens that's not unique to this year right that it's a little exaggerated no no it can't happen in these stocks there is always a stock doing as you saying this there's always a stock doing this 
Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's always a stock that's, doing there's this. There's always a stock doing this. He's yeah. right. There's always some crazy stock. You know, it wasn't it was before, you know, even before Reddit. You're making a good point, Spencer. Thank you. That's what I was trying the, to say. There's always a stock doing this. It's not always Tilray. It's not always unique to Afria Tilray. Uh, but there's all oh, and Tilray did it. We know Tilray did it five years ago when it went from fifty to a three hundred. You know why it did that? Because nobody could get a locate. There was no shorts to bring it in. Talk about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. You know, I was in USA Today. Um, I got interviewed there. A nice reporter. Um, and great job. Remember that yeah, it was, reporter it was, was a great. Whoever great yeah, the, the reporter was did a great job. On you can the tell article. when they do their. Yeah, article. they try to get both views. They were talking about the whole Reddit thing, and um, you know, I was just quoted. I'm trying to get out the image because you have this image that is being spread out there by Elon Musk. You know, by you know, a, a lot of people that shorts are evil. That shorts are out there to punish the market and shorting should be illegal. And again, you know, we've talked about this before, but I just want to stress just because you don't short stocks doesn't mean it's all evil on the other side. It keeps the market efficient. Like the best example, again, is you look at SPY, SPY. There's 500 components that make up SPY. SPY is always closely tracking the S&P 500. Why is that? Because when it gets out a little bit too high, the stocks, there's the shorts, the algorithmic shorts, the program shorts come in and sell all the stocks against the units. And then they come in and they go the other way. When it gets too low, they buy them all. So they're always keeping in line. If it gets out a little bit like this, they sell short it all. And they buy it here and they make the spread. They make that little spread. That's what keeps it in line. That's what keeps the markets efficient. If you get rid of this short selling mechanism, now you have no arbitrage there. And your SPY is not going to track nearly as closely to where the S&P 500 is. And there's a million other ETFs doing that. So if you want your ETF to be representative of the underlying holdings, short selling is essential. Yep. And just move and on. The majority I of my short selling is ETF. Arbitrage. Yeah, no, it's efficient. And I just and. And Dennis and I, I just, you know, we've, uh, you know, we've been talking off the air the last couple of weeks and stuff. And when this stuff was going on in GameStop, um, I, I had a small position. I profited. But it just like it, 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 we felt bad. Like, you know, we follow the markets. We follow the big companies. We try to give people educated opinions and, and the things that were going on. And it's just like, you just kind of know that there's going to be some people getting hurt. I don't know uh, anybody. Oh, actually, I. Um, one of Dana's friends ended up losing some money and stuff. And it just, you know, what's going to happen and you know, there's nothing you can do to prevent it. And it just kind of, you know, I don't know if we're like sissies or whatever, but it was just kind of like, I wasn't happy, you know, I, I yeah. wasn't happy, but you know, market goes up majority of things, especially that one day that was it a week ago, Friday or two weeks ago, Friday, when the market got pounded, remember that? And, and GME and AMC were going up and that's and everything. It was a week ago, Monday or Sunday night and everything was getting pounded. And I was just like, man, they're, they're, they're selling, they're having to sell their holdings and good companies to do this. So let's move on. Let's talk. Let's talk the house of mouse street leaning the right way into yeah. the report. The street got it right. Give us a well, silver lining market too. They'll find a reason to buy it. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, something uh, before I give you the Disney numbers, I was listening to a uh, a, a Twitter. I don't really know what it was, what, what it's called. It's like a new Twitter uh, feature where you can do like a live audio. I was I was listening to Dennis's best friend, Rich Greenfield, and um, he, he uh, they made a good point, right? So when 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 Disney says that they've got ninety five million Disney Plus subscribers and twelve million 
ESPN Plus subscribers and 40 million Hulu subscribers. Those could be like the same people being counted three times, right? So keep keep that in mind, right? A lot of people subscribe to all three. They offer a damn package. You can get all three at once. So yeah. when 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 they say they've got all these subscribers and all these platforms, they maybe they're counting the same person more than once. So keep and that. A lot in. of them aren't even paying. You know, there was the promotion, right? Like and that, and that, that's a big thing is is the average revenue per user just just getting got way way lower because they're giving it away basically to it's a lot of people. Way, the, and I was a big you know before COVID happened, I was like yeah. Disney rah rah rah. You knew that. I thought <laughs> that Disney Disney Plus could be a product that could be valued like Netflix eventually. That's it. Disney Plus is a product that's valued like Netflix now. You don't know why? Because the parks are closed and everything else is closed. And the whole market cap is made up of Disney Plus and hope that we're going to reopen one day. But the stock, all of its other businesses are in trouble. I mean, it would look like, Disney would look like American Airlines right now if it wasn't for Disney Plus. So right. you are getting a huge premium for Disney Plus. And if those numbers start to come in and they don't look as good, you know, like what Spencer's saying, Rich Greenfield's saying, um, you know, that maybe next year, you know, some of these, you know, promotional uh subscribers that are on these promos maybe they don't subscribe i i subscribe to disney plus i like the product and yeah. i that's why i thought i liked the stock too i didn't want to buy disney stock because everything else wasn't firing on all cylinders so you know obviously wrong and you know i've changed my thesis towards it and said it was going to 200 dollars since about 150 bucks but i didn't get long it because i i guess i should have bought on that last up down to 160 but i was spooked on that too so anyways you just gotta have your orders out there <laughs> So, so, so anyway, I'll, I'll give you the actual numbers here for Disney. The uh, EPS, $0.32, cents, that was their earnings per share. Um, analysts were looking for a $0.41 cent loss, so they, they came in well above that. Uh, sales, $16.2 billion versus $15.93 billion. I gave you the subs already, Forty, uh, no, sorry, $95 million, uh, subs for Disney+, Plus, $12 million for ESPN+, Plus, uh, just under $40 million for Hulu. Uh, those all came in above estimates. Uh, I talked a lot about parks. Uh, you know w- when they're going to open. Uh, actually, first thing on the on the subscribers, they said they're not gonna going forward. They're not gonna update their subscribers every quarter. If if I if I heard that correctly, or if I read that correctly, um, which I thought was interesting. Um, but That's the numbers that they that everybody wants to see. Yeah, uh, and so they talked about, about parks. You know when they're going to open. Uh, you know end of Q two. Yeah, I think I think it's what I saw. Um, so, and that's obviously like, you know, they're, they're, they're real cash cow, right? Disney plus is great. It was 38% but it's, of their, it's not their, it's not their cash cow. Wasn't um, it? Didn't you come up with the number is 38 or 39? Yeah. Yeah. The the, the, the parks, parks, resorts and experiences. Yeah. Uh, now granted they just, they just had that reorganization. So I'm not quite sure how, how it lines up now. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, we all know Disney plus while, wow, while wow, the growth driver is, is, it is not their cash cow. So. And the parks are, are likely to reopen. So I, that's why I've been on the bull theme. Uh, when the vaccine came out, Disney was the buy. When we when we knew back at one, when did the vaccine news come out? November 125, Disney? Uh, it's, when, um, when did we first the, find the out first that, hey, vac- we got a vaccine? first vaccine Monday was November 9th. There you go. Look at November 9th. Look at the price of Disney. That's the gap up in the charts. So you couldn't have bought it at 125, but you could have bought it, you know, at 135, 140. And I can remember I was having earnings. I was like, I was hoping it would come back in so I could get it. I wanted to fill the gap. I wanted to get a 130. I was too cheap. I only got down to 134. I should have just paid up. And obviously it's been off the races. But I mean, that was the turning point for Disney because one, they had Disney Plus firing all cylinders, and two, now we have a timeline that likely 2021 we're gonna get some parks, you know, maybe reopening and maybe eventually getting to capacity again. 
and then they're going to be making some money, and then they can reinstate the dividend. And, you know, the good news train is still there. So I like Disney. I'm not chasing it here, though. There's going to be more opportunities. Is it going to go straight to 200? It might. But, again, I think it's been a pretty good move from 160 to 193. Uh, I think you get another opportunity yet. So, but I would like to be long Disney. I just need a pullback. Yeah, need a pullback. A uh, couple things. Uh, you you did get a nice pop here. You got to one ninety eight seventy seven. So you leaked five bucks. So I'm kind of thinking, yeah, you may get back up there, but I just think you see some intermediate sellers in there. So if I had to wager, I wouldn't nick off. Say maybe your pre market high is in. You're still way green on the session. So if you get a pullback to the top of yesterday's range, uh, yesterday's range, the high. <laughs> 191 and a quarter. I'm sure anybody short that stock like to uh, would like to see that. But you know what? You know, like everything that's happened in the last year, you know, with COVID and like everyone has, you know, their bucket list and things to do. Yeah. I'll tell you, I always wanted to go to Typhoon Lagoon. They have a huge slide there. <laughs> and on the water slide. I, it's, it's straight. Has anybody in the chat ever been on that slide? I hear it is just straight down. Straight down. I, I've been to Blizzard Beach. Does Blizzard Beach? Yeah. but I, that that was, the, Do they have like a huge slide? They, they have a very large wave pool, but that was like 15, no, that I was like 15 years ago. They're fun too. So. Yeah. That's that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm signing up for the vaccine everywhere. <laughs> and I might even be volunteering at a place in, so I can get it. But that, <laughs> I even just, so I'm going down there. I know Lisa might be a little afraid to go on it, but that, I'm, I'm definitely, that is the first thing I'm doing. All right. Um, can we move away from earnings for a second? Because I want to talk uh, a couple high flyers in the morning. Um, Innovio, INO. I am still <laughs> I am still looking. If anyone sees another headline, let yeah. me know. But I'm sort of stunned that Innovio could be up. Um, well, it's off its highs of the morning now. But yeah. uh, it got initiated at uh, at Oppenheimer. They initiated coverage with an outperform, gave it a thirty-five dollar price target, which is which is good news, bullish news. It's it's not bid you out twenty-five percent bullish news, but uh, I, I'm shocked by this. I actually bought this on that headline from Oppenheimer, um, in the low thirteens. Yeah, and I flipped it out in the high thirteens because I was like, that's a pretty good move. Fifteen seventy-five. I'm like. <laughs> I never saw that coming. I mean, obviously, I, I usually ring the register pretty soon, but I'm also pretty good on the ratings. Like, I've got quantitative approach to it all. I've never seen, you know, like a move like that on a 13. Well, I have. I'm sure I have, but it's been a long time. And Fisker is the same thing. You might as well tie these two together. I own Fisker in the long-term yeah. account. I also bought more last night on the rating. I believe it came from Morgan Stanley. You know what? And yeah, it, again, was, it was an it was an overweight rating, which yeah. is the same same as outperform. Uh, Twenty seven dollars is their price target. Yeah, I bought this like fifteen seventy five and fifteen eighty fifteen fifteen seventy five fifteen eighty last night on that rating, and I was like flipping out, like for twenty thirty cents because you're like, okay, that's a pretty good move. It's up two and a half bucks on it. Holy mackerel! I'm still long in the long term account, so I'm happy about it. But wow. Uh, that is just a big move. I mean, these, I don't know if somebody else grabbed a hold of this or something to really drive this. Like, oh, these are upgraded or these are, I've got buy ratings on them. Let's really drive these things. But that's incredible. That's, those are big, big moves for a rating. Big moves for a rating. Great. Um, yeah. I wouldn't we were, be chasing them up here. That's what, that's what I'll say. Uh, we were talking about this on the pre pre market show and 
you know, there's just not a lot of news today, right? We're going into a three-day weekend. Pot's not flying around. So, you know, people are looking at you know, what's green, right? If you're trading Maybe. in the after hours and pre-market, do you want to you want to try and buy something that's red? Or do you want to try and buy something that's green? And yeah. I just think you probably had a little bit more participation yeah. uh, that way. That's just a theory. I have no way to prove that. Um Couple highs just over 17. You lead the buck and a quarter. I don't have any daily highs there to lead on. So there's a good level coming back on the downside. This is a big move. You're not going to see, I don't think you're going to see the top of yesterday's range. So uh, unless it really rolls over, you know, getting back into the 13 handle. So tough. Read your short term chart. Harder for me to give you uh, support in this one. I just see those two 15 minute highs over 17. And then what was the other one we were talking about that was moving? Um, Fisker, FSR. Fisker. Yeah, Dennis, you, you've been sticking with this one for a long time. I just kind of think the same phenomena. You get a rating, pretty influential company. It this wanted one, a catalyst. Yeah, this there you go. wanted a catalyst. Look at this. We talked about this for two months. I bought this like three, four months ago. Not, not that long because I wasn't up to 23. I bought it after the dip. So I bought it back in December, I think it was. But it's been sitting here doing nothing. And I'm like, it needs a catalyst. It needs a catalyst. Is this the catalyst? Is the Morgan Stanley buy rating? It, it, apparently, it's it's trying to be. I, I'm surprised <laughs> that this is the catalyst. You know, I was like thinking commentary from the company or something like something exciting. But you know, an analyst's voice can move stocks. We know that. So, is this the catalyst to kickstart Fisker? What do you? I don't know. I don't know where to buy this, but I, I just potential areas of resistance here. Uh, shot over eighteen. That was uh, the four a.m. blast, and then just under eighteen here, just under eighteen here, right around eighteen here. So if you're looking for a super continuation move, you want to see this thing get eighteen, eighteen bid, and then keep on going. The other thing you got to be aware of: if it does go eighteen bid, goes eighteen and a quarter, and then comes back under. You might have some some 18. Just focus on that. It's only what it's right up there. It's 48 cents away. Got got to get through that. And you know, it's just one day. It's one analyst rating. Take it for what it's worth. Yeah. Well, what it's worth is not what <laughs> 14%. So if you take it for what it's worth, you're selling. When and now, like I said, I have the long term account. I held on to those shares, but the traded ones that I was like, okay, well, I'll get a little pop on this tomorrow. I would have thought. Maybe sixteen twenty-five, sixteen thirty, not seventeen and a half. Like, whoa, that's way more than I thought. So, anyways, but this is the kind of market, you know. You you think you you know if you're looking at your old quantitative numbers and saying, oh, well, this is worth this. If somebody starts talking about it, it could be worth a hell of a lot more. And you know, obviously, I'm referring to Reddit there. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, big move, big move. I don't know if Reddit's talking about this, but wow, this is a big move. They are, but you know, like I said, vir- vir- uh, virality is is a tricky thing. So there are posts, but none have gone viral at the moment uh, on Reddit. So and that's just it. I mean, that's a good conversation in itself. How do you determine the next Reddit stock? Because they're talking about all kinds of stocks you, you on don't. there, and a lot of them don't go. So what makes the post go first one viral, and what makes everybody? jump in and to make the next pot stock happen i mean we've seen them go from gamestop to all the other short squeeze stocks like amc nokia for nokia wasn't even high short interest bed bath and beyond you know even tootsie roll you know that was the first and then you know they did the silver market in there for a couple of days HG. But they're, that they're, they're saying that they didn't do this there was some dissension they thought that there well, was the, uh, the, at least the talk about so it potentially could have did and now you know they've moved on they moved on to the pot stocks it looks like the money came quickly out of that where are they going next i mean that there's a trade there 
I mean, there's a trade in trying to anticipate where the Reddit flow is going uh, and making serious money. Yeah, you're trying to predict. Vir- I haven't figured it all out yet. Trying to predict virality is freaking impossible. So good, good luck with that. If you, if also, you, if you I, it out, let me know. How about that? I haven't, I haven't spent that much time on there. I just said to look at the nasty comments about Dennis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you do see some dissension in there too. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I I choose other ways to do do my research and you know and look at things like that. But I do know some people are like, "What are you doing?" and that and back and forth and everything. It it um it can be kind of confusing. But uh, let's go. Let's move on. Let's let's do one more before uh, our guest here in, in a couple minutes. Let's do HubSpot. It is what That's are you? One of your other big gainers oh, of the morning. Up 85. Jason um, Krasnick's got to be happy on this yep. right now. I yeah. believe he is happy this morning. Uh, this is it's fits into what we were saying yesterday or the day before. I've lost all track of time. But, you know, the, the growth tech is in favor. And this is growth tech. And so the Q4 EPS, 40 cents versus a 23 cent estimate. Sales of 252 million versus a 236 million dollar estimate. So they beat both of those Q4 estimates handedly. They gave some guidance as well. Uh, Q1 EPS guidance above estimates. Q1 sales guidance above estimates. Fiscal wow. year EPS guidance above estimates. Fiscal year sales guidance also above estimates. Uh, so it was everything was good. I mean, you get these dips, um, you know, which we had, you know, called the GameStop dip or whatever it was at the end of January. And then when it's in growth tech, it just seems like those are the buying opportunities. And if you're picking on growth tech and you're buying the dips, it seems like eventually you're making money, at least in this market. And man, an opportunity there at the end of January when this thing dipped from, you know, 420 down like 350 and now blast off zone, it comes all the way back and then you get the boom, the move. And I mean, now, again, when stocks are making new all-time highs, one, I don't want to short them. Right. Two is they can go anywhere you know they could continue could fill the gap could come back down but this is such a storied stock i tend not to think that um you know this is like you said growth tech is hot people want to be in growth tech um so you know looking around you know what should i buy when you get these dips in the overall market growth tech is usually a good place to look uh it's trading at 517.10 that's 85 dollars and 34 cents higher Pre-market high comes in at five twenty-nine eighty-five. I'm just giving you that as a potential target. I don't know where the options were in pricing these things. If you took a flyer on the weeklies, but and I think when um when Jason comes on at eight forty-five, there's a group of stocks that he that he purchases because Benzinga spent so much money on them. And I think, I think this is, I don't know if this smart, is one of them. Smart approach. And then I know Upwork is one of them. Oh, he's, uh, so you, kicking ass and taking names with his, you know, approach of, Hey, where he spends our his company money. spends a lot of money on these companies and these other companies, you know, and we're a growth company. I mean, that's a great approach. That's a great approach. And we've taken, you know, a lot of Jason, a lot of people have taken Jason's, you know, ideas on this show and turned them into cash too, including myself, not HubSpot, but I've been on a few of these Jason Rasnick plays. They've been pretty good. What I want to know, and we'll ask him when he comes on, is when, like, let's say he dumps a company. You know, and does then, Jason sell? That's a good question the, for him. No, like if it, like if he sells like ten percent, but he never. But sells if the something whole thing. like if someone comes out with, I'm just using HubSpot, if, um, you know, as a uh, as an example, if someone comes out with something that's like better than HubSpot, 
and cheaper. Does he get out of the hub spot and short it maybe? Or is that getting too complicated? I don't know if Jason short stocks too. Those are good questions for Jason. Okay. All right. Let's go. We got five minutes to Marcus and then we got. It's the kind of market that you just don't want to be shorting stocks for the most part. (laughs) You get run over by Reddit Two, If you publicly commentate on it, they're going to trash you on Reddit. And three is it's an update. It's hard to be (laughs) making money on the short side. (laughs) I want to bring Marcus on right now. Actually, Marcus Marcus early. Okay. Well, a 30, a 30 founder of Rockwell trading. Let's bring him on now. Uh, Marcus, we have no, camera for you today oh no because, because you where are you exactly <laughs> yeah i'm right now in jensen beach florida so i, I mean very brief brief wreck story so i'm traveling while being on the road so my kids are active sailors this is uh, my son uh, julius here who's 17 uh so he's here with the skipper lucy and uh, here's my daughter vivian that's her so uh we we are traveling the country sailing and in order to do this in style um, I have this RV. He so, has a trading uh, RV. Look at yeah. this thing. <laughs> so uh, this, this thing is, is awesome. I'm in right now and uh, here in the trailer, it's a 30 foot trailer. So this is where we have the sailboats in. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm from there. So I don't have my regular studio set up. But the good news is I have my computer. I have my charts. I have my account so I can trade. By the way, this is me when we are out there. So the kids are sailing there, and I'm uh, driving this little rip. This. Wait, uh, so why are you sailing, Marcus? <laughs> oh my gosh, I I don't know. Uh, what do you call this uh, with with starboard and star right or something like this? <laughs> I, I don't know a darn thing about sailing. I mean, I you see for me it's forward, backwards, left and right, and all this windward, leeward, port, starboard. This is not my world. So this year, you see a sailboat. Always think about it. A sailboat doesn't have brakes scary as hell <laughs> this thing you can stop it anyhow that's I, a pretty rough uh, wave you're in there for that boat so go back to that picture you got a little bit of chop there <laughs> well that's the point right you don't want to go out there when there's no wind yeah you want to be out there when there's wind uh so because this is when they can uh yeah, all for sure really, for um, oh man <laughs> hey, hey marcus could you could you bring that thing up here because i've always wanted to take an rv to a michigan football game oh, and oh, Lisa. Yeah. Will, Ooh, Lisa won't let me that. drive it. She absolutely won't let me. Do you drive yeah, this thing? That would thing? be awesome. You oh, drive yeah, it? I drive it myself. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, I drive it myself. And then uh, we we drop this and we tailgate. That sounds like a great idea. Oh, man. Wait, <laughs> we we got to go tailgating here. We'll get Joel. We'll, we'll bring that. Right, we're, we're don't even need to RV. go to the game. Yeah, we're going to the big house, Marcus. We're going to park here on the golf course. I don't know where you're going to find parking. You're going to take up I'll like 25 parking. spots. Joel, Joel's got Joel's got that. We're doing some tailgating out of there, Marcus. Right. Yes. Let's talk. Awesome. Let's talk trades, Marcus. Uh, uh, tell us what what you've been you uh, on the road like this, right? Because yeah. I mean, this is where everything is different. This is where you have Wi-Fi, crappy Wi-Fi, maybe a hotspot. This is where I'm behind the wheel. I don't have my monitor set up here. I'm right now. This is why there's also no camera. I'm just uh, on my MacBook Pro here where I'm looking at my charts. So one of the things uh, for, for me, you know, I've been here before. I love selling premium. I love selling puts uh, because this way I benefit from a market that we see here right now. I have the Dow Jones up that is just going sideways or slightly moving up. I mean, here we see the Dow uh, pretty much since uh, November. And we see we are in a, in a slide up move here. But if you look at January, I mean, January was just kind of a mess, right? I mean, we, we started right here and then went all over the place. Now we had eight, uh, what was it, eight up days in a row or something crazy like this. So this is why in this market, I just like to sell premium. And there are stocks where there's enough premium to be made. So I want to show you the stocks that I'm in. 
and uh, thus far for the year, I'm up uh, like thirty nine thousand. Uh, so I'm I'm hitting my goals with this account. It's a it's a, a medium sized account. I want to say it's a two hundred fifty thousand dollar account, and I want to just cover my living expenses with this, making fifteen thousand. So I want to go through the through the positions here, and uh, one of the key questions uh, that that I always get is how do you pick the strike price, right? So how do you pick that strike price and say, okay, this is what I'm selling? Is, is that okay if we talk about this for a few minutes? I know yeah, we already sure. Five minutes. No, no, go. Right. So, and for me, it is super important that I'm zooming out a little bit and I'm looking at the broader picture because here's the deal: when you're selling premium, when you're selling puts, it means that if on expiration this stock or here it is an etf uh, it's a brazilian etf brazilian yeah brazilian etf anyhow it doesn't matter if it closes below 34 i own shares of this and here i believe i sold uh let's just see i sold 29 so i would own 2900 shares uh of this etf and the question is do i want to own it at 34 and uh, when you just look back for a little bit, then you might say, ah, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, but I always want to see the bigger picture. So I zoom out for approximately a year. And this is where we see pre-pandemic, this ETF has been very solidly trading between, what, 40 and 46. That seems to be their comfort zone. And therefore, I'm okay if right now I would get it at 34. I mean, many companies got hammered during this pandemic. Uh, so did uh, Brazil, obviously, here. So this is where I say, all right, I'm fine owning this at 34. And uh, that's why I sold. They, they expire today. So it seems that we're good here. I sold the strike price of 34. It's right now trading at uh, 36, where we pre-market. Yeah, again, 35.97, we're okay here. Another one, JWN, Nordstrom. I, I mean, Nordstrom, yes, at some point it looked scary. We had the pandemic, right? And uh, if you just look at this and the pandemic and then, oh, Nordstrom will go out of business and there's this talks about possibly bankruptcy, and we went all the way down to 12. Now, does it mean that this stock cannot go down to 12 anymore? Yeah, it can, but I had an opportunity to sell really nice premium at the 30 strike. And here, if I'm zooming out and look a little bit at Nordstrom before the pandemic, we see that this is a stock that also has been very comfortably hanging out between 40 and even $60. So I, I use a super conservative approach here when I'm selling premium because I don't want to get stock... I mean, you talked about it this morning, like Tilray. I mean, we got to have to talk about Tilray. There's tons and tons and tons of premium in Tilray. Yeah, but where would I sell a strike price right now where I say, you know what, I want to own Tilray. It's crazy because, again, this is where I'm zooming out. And uh, I know they probably might get dizzy as I'm zooming in and out. It might get as dizzy as I'm on, on this rip when I'm going through the waves here. But anyhow, so uh, you see this where this stock has been pretty much the whole time at around, what, eight? dollars then popped higher to 64 dollars so i'm staying away from these crazy stocks from these meme stocks from this reddit stocks and i, I look more for kwn EWZ. can't control the risk you can't control what any other criteria do you like like earnings like let's say something has earnings in a week or a day is it is, do you kind of like you know there's different price action is it you know will you shy away for something that reports or wait till after it reports anything along no. those lines or great you... question yes i do not like to trade into earnings with this strategy because we can see some crazy stuff i mean just think about intel uh intc yeah uh that that reported earnings and then just got plummeted i mean twice in a row here are the first earnings that were reported what in july Boom, it went down. So earnings are always a wild card and you never know what happens. I mean, even IBM got hammered, I believe, right? So here during earnings went down there. 
So I did trade it after earnings, after I see this massive drop, because what is usually happening after we see a massive drop, right? Usually a stock is just going sideways for a few days. And this were also, I think it was a JWN, um, no Hasbro. Yeah, Hasbro uh, reported earnings. And this is when I sold a put at 89 after they plummeted, because then there's some good premium in there, but now I don't have a wild card. So yeah, uh, great question, but I don't like to trade into earnings with this with this particular strategy. Well, let's see, what else do I have? Um, GDXJ, it's kind of my head. Uh, GDXJ is uh, the gold miners. It's an index of the gold miners. And uh, it's pretty much inverse to the S&P. So if we, if we bring up the, uh, the SPX, uh, you mentioned it earlier, which is an, an ETF that's very closely tracking the uh, the S&P 500. We see that we have a kind of inverse relationship. We see it especially here. So as the markets go down, right, I mean, this pops up. So it, it's almost kind of my insurance because if we had another crash like we had, was it two Fridays ago? Was it last Friday? My gosh, time is flying here in the markets. <laughs> um, but this one it has... two Fridays ago. It was two Fridays ago, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah. So how long are you on the road for? Um, well, it's President's Day, right? So that's the cool news. Uh, we, yeah, we have the regatta on, uh, on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then we are heading back Monday night and uh, probably be back on Tuesday. So Tuesday night, that is the plan. And uh, yeah, while doing this, I'm just uh, looking at some opportunities of some uh, some stuff. Nothing crazy. I'm, I'm yeah. You Marcus, see, you said how it's how far are you going out when you're writing these? How far are you going out typically? Oh, usually just a week or two. You see, you uh, all of these. Weeks. Yeah. Um, so if you if you look at these here right now, uh, so the days that I've opened it is three days open, two days open, three days open. This one here um, will be seven days. Yeah, this is a, a seven day trade that I had. But you see, all of them expire today. The only one oh, that I have I'll now for next that. week is LL. Because this way, you said it. This way, I can control risk. Right, it's all about controlling risk. The winners, the winners always take care of themselves. Wow. We gotta see, okay, what is the downside risk? Uh, because if, if you can control risk, I mean, eventually it'll click and you make it as a trader in the long run, right? That's what it is. It's all about controlling the risk. So, yeah, because so, most traders get blown out. I mean, happened to me in the beginning. Why, why did I shred my accounts in the beginning? It was not a series of, uh, of trades. It was usually this one big losing trade because I went, all in while well, talking about all in i said it earlier a few people were just all in on gma on gme and if you're yoloing it right i, I mean that, i'm 51 years old I, i'm no longer yoloing it ah. <laughs> it doesn't work for me <laughs> just try, just uh, try one time try one time <laughs> you're staying diversified you're staying small you're controlling the risk what i love about selling the weekly options is you're getting the best you know deterioration of all that time value because that's when it all comes off in that last week so you're always extracting that value as well so i like right. i like rating options i've always said i'm not an options trader anymore but i've always said you make a lot more money selling options then you make buying options usually in the long run so everybody all the prof professional traders who pick on options uh that i know sell them you know, like Nick Shaheen, yourself, my buddy Chris yeah. Bainier. There's, you know, a lot of people who make a lot of money selling options. And I don't know a lot of Because you don't have to be super options. right. You know, you don't no, have, exactly. you know, if it sits still. If it That's sits still. Yeah. 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 If yep. you have something like this, this is a perfect be a little bit Because wrong. you're right in two hours. Yeah, you can, yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, what can a stock do? Go, uh, do? go up, down, or sideways. And when it goes up or sideways, you're okay. Even if it goes slightly down. You see here, it can go down yeah. to 34. It can be a little bit wrong. It. 
yeah, you can be a little bit wrong and still make money. So this is why I love this. It's super consistent for me, especially when you trade for a living. And uh, I mean, my goal is just every single month, I want to be able to wire $15,000 out of my trading account into my checking account. And in order to do this, I need to make sure that I'm achieving this goal consistently. And okay. so far, so good. Not going to work. Marcus Pedicotter is the founder of Rockwell Trading. There's the link up on the screen, rockwelltrading.com slash Benzingo. Uh, Marcus, uh, I, I would say good luck in your trades, but I think you need better luck on the seas. Uh, so so good luck. Good luck on <laughs> the right. water. All waters. Wear, wear, a, wear a life jacket. Wear, wear a life jacket. Wear a life jacket. And we'll talk yes. to you next week. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, All right, th- thanks a lot. That's All right. great. That's always fun stuff. Right. Uh, we love Marcus. Not much going on here, folks. It's kind of a sleepy Friday here. Uh, we're still in the red by seven and three quarters handles, 39.04 and a quarter. We did, I don't know what time we had that dip to 38.90 and a quarter. A little bit of an inside day yesterday. So could we have an inside day? You know, the another inside day and Gary wants me to match it. Uh, you know, the dangers of selling naked puts. I think we have everyone in here uh, pretty experienced. I mean, when you're, when you're selling naked puts, a lot of bad things can happen. Crashes, you're getting yeah. put out of bad price. Where, yeah. where are the strategy loses? Like and it, it works 90% of the time, but you got to really be able to manage the risk in March of 2020. Like if you were, you know, actively selling puts in March of 2020 and you're getting yourself over what you can afford to get put, you could blow out your account with the strategy. So you got to be, I think Marcus is pretty conservative with it. He's being smart about it. He's obviously managed the risk, you know, through, you know, some, some volatile times as well. But, you know, when you get the fat tail, you know, this, this, the statistical anomaly comes in and you get a rush of sellers that are all one way and you get that, you know, really significant move. There don't, you know, there are some people that lost a lot of money selling puts in March of 2020. Is that coming anytime soon again? These don't happen every day, these huge moves. I mean, we can go back to the last big one. It was flash crash, you know, of August 2016, and then flash crash of July 2010. But you can see every four to five years, you get some extreme movement, and those are big drawdown days for put writers. So, you know, you're writing insurance to the company, and sometimes you got to pay out. As long as you don't get yourself overdone, like where I see the mistake happens is people will go on their margin and they're like, you know, but can you really get put? You have the money. You have the money to get put. Can you handle all this stock if you get if you're writing puts and you know you got you've got all account. Yeah, you, if you've got you know a hundred thousand bucks and you're writing ten million dollars worth of puts, not that any retail broker is ever going to let you do that, but you know they write they'll let you write a lot more than a hundred thousand worth because obviously margin requirements are different. That's where you can run into trouble. But, you know, obviously, if you're being conservative, you're being smart about it. Nick Shaheen, you know, sometimes covers himself. He does it very well. It appears that Marcus, you know, we haven't known Marcus as long as Nick, uh, but it appears, you know, he does it in a smart way, too. I know my buddy Chris does it, you know, tries to protect himself, and he'll hedge himself out when he thinks he's got problems, you know, and try to obviously credit you know, get out. Credit spreads. Credit Yeah, you know, they'll, they'll try to. But if you just let those things just sit and say, oh, I don't know what to do now. Deer caught in the headlines, got a bunch of butts written, and you end up in March of 2020, you could lose a lot of money. I, I so mean, just I be can... careful. I, I, obviously, I'm dating myself here, but uh, when I was down on the floor in '87, I mean, there were guys at the SIBO. I mean, they were selling, selling for a teeny, man. They were selling the options for a teeny, for an eight, just selling them 
all yeah. the time. Hundred yeah. lots, two hundred. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time. Yeah, just like it works, it works, it works, it works, and then and then you know what? It didn't work. And, and they probably had a lot of people lose everything. Yep. Yep. So big accounts. Crash. Number one. Writing. Yeah. <laughs> crash, market crashes destroy put writing. Yeah. You know, like if a market crashes, you know, my long term portfolio. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to. So that's that's lose the money. downside. We always have to just talk. You know, it's not all just free money. There's no such thing as free money. You are taking the risk. You are basically as a put writer providing the insurance to the market of a crash. You are funding the crash. So and eventually there's <laughs> they do happen. They can happen. So, you know, there's times where put writing feels safer and there's times where it feels like, okay, like, you know, when we've got, you know, in January of 2020 and we've got, you know, a, a virus spreading out through China and coming this way in February. If you're writing puts at the beginning of February, in the middle of February, the, we and Joel were buying them from you because we were buying them. I never buy options. When you hear me buying options, I'm very, very, very scared. So, you know, I, I never buy options. And obviously, we know I want to hedge out my long-term portfolio. We were Hard way to too do. early. But, you know, at the end of the day is that hedge paid. So, you know, we just went out far enough at the end of it. But, um, you know, but, but put, put rating is great. You just have to not get yourself too big. And you have to be prepared that there can be some big drawdowns at times. But those times aren't very often. All right, uh, is Raz coming on? Is he driving his car? What's he, he doing? He is. He just walked into the office, so let's give him another minute or He's two. Late. To listen, that's okay. I don't. I don't control the man. Hey, a few people asking about uh, money at HubSpot. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, a few people have asked what FNGU. It's it's a three times levered ETN. They did a ten for one split today, so there's nothing. Oh, why did they do that? Why? Because it's like a thousand. It was like a thousand. I know why. But I love trading FNGU, and now it sucks to trade because I like that that's four hundred and thirteen dollars, and now it's all of a sudden forty dollars. So now the volatility's all like I like the big moves, you know. I trade FNGU all the time, ETF arbitrage, you know. I do it. FNGU is awesome. What is what is this one? It, it, it's a it's a three it's a three times levered ETN that provides exposure to ten, 10. ten large, not the top ten, but ten large tech stocks. Facebook, all, all the, the top ten large. It's it, 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 it's the Fang stocks plus Baba, Baidu, Twitter, and <laughs> I think that's it. Um, yeah. So yeah, and so it's a nice one to trade. It, it's a good. It's a good. It's meant to be used, you know, as a hedging tool as as Dennis uses it. But yeah, it, it, you, you see it down ninety percent today. It's not really down ninety percent. It's just a ten for one ten for one split. Um, so nothing really added the note. I, when Tesla that. was moving up and having the big moves, I was making a lot of money on FNGU because it like lag a little bit. Like they're not that as quick as you think. There's a little lag there, and Tesla rip higher, and I grab FNGU because it's ten percent. Because it's not just ten percent Tesla. It was really thirty percent Tesla because the things right. like levered right. up. Right. So I mean, you get a big move, you get that you know move off of FNGU too. So right. which is nice. I mean, so basically, you know, you get that ten percent move. And up in Tesla, FNGU move up three percent with it. So that's you know, but but now it's still gonna be the same. But now it's gonna thicken up. It's gonna be. May, yeah, we'll see. You have to trade it bigger. Uh, well, yeah, you obviously have to <laughs> trade ten times size. The solution. Well, ten times expenses for me. 
more shares I have to trade. Yeah, especially with the transaction tax. <laughs> don't even go well, there. All right. Tax would be the same, but don't, because all right. all, don't dollars. Okay. I'm moving to Puerto Rico, so what do you, what's the difference, you know? <laughs> Jason made too much money. You got to get out of this taxing. taxing I'm done. With, I'm done. I'm done with this taxing country. I, it's horrible, Jason. In Canada, we're fifty-two percent in the high bracket. Fifty-two percent. How do you do? How do you, I don't. You don't. You just. You think you made all this money, then you rate your tax. And you don't have any money left over. I know. You yeah, think I mean, you're doing well. It's tough. Yeah, I know. It's just not right. Joel, I want to thank you, man. Sure. You defended me about something, and then also Spencer Israel gave a very detailed report on HubSpot. He's like the fiscal of this, the guidance reported, the this, the, the everything. He doesn't tell you the move. I'm driving my car into the office. I do it. I do it. I do it. Oh, come on. He literally like, gives it up or down. He 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 literally like gives it like a like a, a prostate exam is what it felt like. And then I'm like, give me the damn price. And I then do. Joel, I do it. Joel right away is like. It's, I'm like, thank you, Joel. Like, I'm literally, I said it out loud in my car. Thank you, Joel. And I'm, I'm not saying Spencer didn't give it, like, good data. He did give some good data. But I just needed my freaking price. I had no, I, I, I had no idea. It was at 5 We have a system. We have a system. I give the, I give the, the, the numbers, the, the earnings numbers. Joel gives the price. So we have a system. Oh my wow. God! I was I was dying. I was waiting for it. Like, like Joel, I was dying. I want to know what it was at. So X, I bought. I recently bought more shares. Uh, I have a friend Jeff, and he loves the HubSpot CRM. See, the reason I got into HubSpot at forty six dollars, and it was my pick of the year, like two or three years ago, is because they had a CRM that they give away for free, and people liked it. And so, Salesforce, you know, had, was the king of the king, but uh, HubSpot had a marketing software. And one day I'm on the phone with my HubSpot sales rep and it, it hit $100 HubSpot. And they started cheering in the office. And that's concerned me. I'm like, they're cheering for $100. All right, maybe I'm so. So at that time I had, let's say, a few hundred shares. I sold some, but then I bought bought it back and bought more in uh, March when it dropped. Um, HubSpot is the thing behind the thing. We pay HubSpot about 25000 a year, maybe more actually. It runs a lot of our business and it'll probably run more because we, we just hired a developer that's a HubSpot expert. And so HubSpot is everywhere. It's just like the picks like that you were talking about, Joel, the the, the ETF that I didn't technically start yet. And I, we, I'm, I'm working on it. No, yesterday I had a call with the attorneys to get this ETF going. I really did. I'm like trying to figure yeah. out what are the bottlenecks? What are these things? And you know, what, whatever. So, um, but HubSpot is one of the vendors, just like Datadog is, just like Amazon AWS is. Um, there's a ton of these vendors that we have that um, you guys you guys started listening to them. I watched. I watched. You guys are right. Like, a lot of these vendors, you know, one day I'll just like I'll just show you our monthly receipts, you know, that we pay who are public companies. That's what I'll do. Yep. I'll have Sharon pull that out and then you guys can take that because I'm telling you there's not. OK, how about Ring Central RNG? I remember crashing their um, their like a senior executive party. I was in um, I don't know if it was Lake Tahoe, but they, yeah, it was. And they had like a private dinner. And they were just public. And I walked in there like, who are you? And I met the guys. And the stock was at, um, you know, it was a small stock. Now it's at four something. Um, and then uh, MediaMax, not MediaMax, um, someone just put a stock. MAX is a, is a company that pays us. So that's a different one. But that is one that pays us, MAX. That's a lead gen related company. Um, I you bought like that too. I bought <laughs> if that. they pay yeah. you, you got it like that. Um, like has there that. been any that uh, you had and you weren't happy with the service? And oh I, yeah, I that's, what, that's what yeah. that's what you, that's what you're talking about. I knew there was something I wanted to bring up. 
Okay, Joel, you asked a great question, and Dennis, it'll ask Jason when he gets on, because you asked about the shorts. And the question was, are there ever services that a competitor comes out that's way better that makes you want to short it? So I own a company, Asana, A-S-A-N. I bought it when it went public, and I just kept buying. There's a company called Notion that I would argue that's better than Asana right now, and it's getting a lot more accounts, okay? So the, the obvious thing might be like, okay, maybe you should sell Asana. But what I've learned over the years is there's so many companies out in this world that don't use digital yet. So Asana still has a big growth curve ahead of it, even though Notion is getting a lot more of the play. But but like the reason I liked Slack so much and I got so big into Slack was because it had the network effects. The more people that are on Slack, the better it is. With Notion, with, with, with Asana, the more people that are on Asana doesn't really make an, it doesn't have an impact. So I own Asana, Joel, but it's one of my smaller positions. It's not one that I feel like if I'm not in heavy, like if Asana fell to 28, I don't know if I keep buying. It's one of those things um, that I Lower buy. barriers to entry, right? You're keeping your eye out for someone yes. that could come out and, uh, and do it. No, that that's good. I mean, I know there's different reasons for getting in and out of stuff, but, you know, like when I was driving, I'm still driving around. I mean, you see these uh, – the drive-through reference. I mean, these places are packed. Like pop, what's the stock for Popeyes, man? That place is uh, always packed. We went, we went from a sauna to Popeyes. Where, no, I mean, it's just things that you Joel, do, like things you transition. see with your eye, things you see with your eye, okay, things okay, that you know, common sense okay. things. And I just, it's I think about the restaurants. The restaurants. Yeah. yeah, I guess it did do good, did it? Anyways, I, I, I own restaurants. I mean, I own. Del Taco, but I also own Carol's Restaurant Group, T-A-S-T. Oh, that one is, um, yeah, and then people keep asking about Tilray. I know because I'm the cannabis expert because we have the events industry um, or, you know, maybe I consume it. No, I really don't, actually. Um, you know why I can't really consume cannabis? You guys know why? No. Why? Then I won't. then I won't fit in my dresses. You know, like I, um, you know, when I was in college, it gave me the munchies. So, <laughs> I, so... I don't wear dresses, guys. Just trying to make you laugh. Dennis and Joel both didn't laugh, so I guess it was. <laughs> We're like, uh-oh, too I, much. I, I, I was just confused. TMI. No, Dennis, I, or, uh, Raz, what are you – this eight, This is a pesky area for this uh, TIST. I just want to took it this technically. I mean, uh-huh. I know it's a, a low-priced stock and everything, but – Show the chart. Show the chart. Why the – I mean, I'm looking at a monthly here. Like, why won't this thing go through 750? You see all those monthly highs, seven forty eight. Oh, I know, I know, seven forty eight. Joel, I wanted to get break ten dollars. This is one stock that I bought at the March lows, Dennis. I remember, and, and I didn't. I sold. Let's just say I bought seven thousand or ten thousand shares. I sold say four thousand, but I kept the rest, and I kept it because I, I don't want the tax thing, Joel. I mean, Dennis, like you know, one I year. Know. So so well, March March eleventh is the one year thing, and March eleventh I'm gonna sell fifty percent of my stake. Um, for sure on this one. But um, I don't know why it won't break. Come on, people, go to those restaurants. There's a seller, man. There's someone out there, some big boy. I mean, it's holding up there. What you want to do is you want to get it up there and have a bunch of closes in that area. It's a NASDAQ stock, so it's hard to see the book. But, yeah, I mean, it, that's what you need. I mean, you get your, you clear your 760, and you got to look at 10. But that's just – when you see yeah. one, two, three, four – Five months in a row, uh, that's pretty good reason. We'll see what happens, though. It's been a nice yeah. run so far. What else are you looking at? Well, I bought a couple stocks that I'm building a position in. I'm just afraid to tell you guys because I don't want you guys just to, like, go all in on because <laughs> probably not ready for that. And I know my record has been pretty good. And so 
this one is a friend a friend of mine gave me the stock he did the you know he did the whole valuation on it and did the whole research so let's well, let me make sure the market cap is reasonable hold on because i bought what's it. the what's the daily volume too uh, market cap daily vo- da- daily volume 1.4 million that's okay you sure? Okay. Oh, the market cap is forty-six million. Maybe not that one then. Should I just forget yeah. that one? Okay. So let's go to this other one that I bought. Um, you guys know this one. It's a the, a real estate company. Um, EXP. Yeah. Um, discount real estate stuff. You know. So it is. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just, EXPI. So I've been buying EXPI. This one is. You know, as the real estate market is hot, and. There's, you know, real estate brokers charge 6% here in the U.S., uh, Dennis, 3% on the buy, 3% on the sell. That's what they charge. And so um, this company is like a discount real estate brokerage. I have multiple friends that have started, not multiple, but I have a few friends that have started franchises of EXP Realty. So the way to think of it is more like a virtual real estate brokerage. And you don't need to have a huge setup of office and et cetera. And the company's been growing like crazy. They have a big growth team behind them. I just listened to the CEO in a clubhouse uh, conversation. And so I've been buying that one. EXP. Sean Udall gave me Redfin Redfin so long ago. Did you see if you've seen Redfin lately? Why is there a bug in our office? A bug just flew in my face. Okay. Redfin. It's winter time. There's not supposed to be any bloody bugs. Redfin. Look at this thing. That does a similar thing. Uh, Redfin, and then um, that was funny, Dennis. I laughed at that one. That Zillow funny. had a no, good that was day me. yesterday. That, that, that was, that was, that was me. I know. What do you say about the bug? No, just forget joke. I got your Redfin. Keep going with that. Let's just forget the Redfin, bug. uh, Zillow, and then I don't know if you saw Gene's note uh last week. Um, he's really bullish, you know, the, the online housing, he thinks it's just like just getting going. So, housing, you know, this is one thing, Redfin. I, I, Oh, I, man, look at that thing. I brought Gene on the Raz Report on Saturday. It was a great – well, I think it was a great interview other than my video looked like I, it was weird. But uh, Redfin, no, I, I like that. There's another one that I don't know if we talked about. Um, well, Luke Jacoby, he mentioned Bill, B-I-L. That's a big vendor of ours. We use B-I-L-L. That's another one that I've been buying. Um, uh, Fiverr I own too, by the way. I know you guys know about Upwork. Hey, Upwork, guys. Hey, Upwork, was that 20 bucks? It's about to break 60. And you know, you know, I saw way too soon on that one. (laughs) I I tried, guys. I told you guys about Upwork more than anything I've ever told you about. I mean, I've told you about a lot of stocks in my life, but Upwork, um, um, I've said a lot. Okay, now I I keep seeing the same question. All right, CLOV, guys, I don't own. I bought it because you guys kept saying I need to buy CLOV. So then I, I bought it. I bought it, okay? And then I get it on um, Bumble. People ask me about Bumble because back before you knew me, Dennis and Joel, I was in the online dating space. Um, I owned a bunch of online dating sites, and where I made the most money was investing in them. Like I knew who owned Jaded. I knew the like the American Singles, the whole thing. But the problem with Bumble, guys, is the girl has to buy first. Why is that a problem? You guys aren't laughing. You guys aren't laughing. Like to buy buying the stock oh, first. The girl so, never buys first. Oh, no. Because oh, no. okay. it, it's a girls based platform. To right? use to use Bumble, the girl has to make the connection first. Right. So my joke. So my joke is no, no, that, that the, to, the girl has to buy the stock first. Is that was my joke? Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. And then here, you guys keep asking about UWMC. Here's the breaking news on UWMC for all you for all you fans out there. 
I don't know if you guys are flag football uh, aficionados, but this weekend, I mean, this is what I'm spending all my time on. I don't know if you can see it. I hope he doesn't see it. Don't let the UWMC CEO see this. But these are my plays. My flag football team is playing the CEO of UWMC this Sunday. His team has not lost in four years when they had their best player. They have not lost four years, which is 10 seasons, when they're the best player. I'm playing. Where, where, where's the game at? It's at Country Day, UWMC. My wife won't even be there because she's out of town. So now I don't have a score, like a stats person. I am like screwed. I'm about to put it. Can added. I? Am I, allowed to, am I allowed to go or not? Can I just say you're my dad? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or Josh's grandpa? Yeah, I think you're allowed then. I, I could use your help. If you're if you're comfortable, um, I, I you could keep my stats because I like to make sure I get the kids you know, rotated and Mark who's in for plays. But what, yeah, so what time's it at? Um, I think like 11. Well, make sure um, it's okay. Make sure it's okay. 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 So we're playing. So I know this doesn't help you guys with the stock, but we are playing the CEO of UWMC's uh, company at 11 a.m. on Sunday. And it's hard for me to get my, my um, head off something else. I've been the whole way in. I'm listening to Joel and designing new plays. Like I had my graphics up, designing new plays. And so that's why I couldn't look up the stock price of, uh, of, um, Does Josh play know, quarterback. We switch it around a little bit, but I, I have some good, play, I have some other good players. I went and recruited. Um, <laughs> I may or may not have someone that comes in from a nice distance. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I may or may not put them up at a hotel. I don't know. Um, <laughs> No ringer, but we'll see. Okay, so do you guys? Yes, I have Gan. Um, I have Gan. G A N. I like the thing behind the thing. I'm a very boring person. See, the reason I, one day we're gonna do this. It's gonna happen. Dennis and I are like gonna do a thing. Like, Dennis trades thousands of stocks a day. Thousands. Uh, I have thousands, but I trade hundreds. <laughs> fine, hundreds. That's a lot of stocks. I have my my niche. Another niche I've been trading, guys. I've been buying Chinese online brokers. So I bought Tiger, T-I-G-R. We're up 10% on that. I bought, um, oh, I got I got a few more stocks. I'm like, oh, my God. I, where have I been? I'll tell you guys more. I bought JFU, and I bought JFIN. I just figured the online brokerage industry going so crazy here that I should, you know, take part in there. I've been selling a little bit. Another thing behind the thing in the online gaming space, I know I tell you I love GAN, but there's one that I wish I would have bought earlier. I recently bought it about three weeks ago. Scientific Games. Symbol is SGMS. SGMS. There are they are a GAN competitor in Michigan. They have three broke um three online casinos using them or three whatever. Uh GAN has real technically one, but two sort of because Win has two things. So whenever I open these apps, I have so many of these gambling apps open and I'm not even a, like a big online gambler, actually not really. I look to see who the vendor is on each thing. I look to see who the vendor is. I mark it. I map it out. I have a whole online sports betting like map. Like I made like a brain med. So I would know who the thing is behind the thing and then who, where are they going to go? And the thing that I'm looking at, Dennis, is when you were talking about Glue Mobile and why I wanted you to come on that aftermarket show so bad on the Zynga earnings was because um, I want to see who's going to be taken out next. And I want to see and the, the company from Israel that just went public, um, Playtika. They are the most, they are the smartest developers I've ever met. Uh, I met the founder of it like three years ago when I was trying to build a, a, an app for dictionary.com that was like a, a game, like a dictionary, like, you know, HQ trivia app. I met the founder. 
They're the smartest guys. They're not as much in the online sports betting thing. Plate Tika, I don't know this uh, ticker. I'm sorry right now. I don't own it. Um, uh, Tikva. <laughs> no, but I do have. I do have. I do, I do have a couple little more items, guys. I know we're getting late, but GMBL, it's eSports Entertainment. We had them at the small cap conference when it was at $4. It's now at $17.56. Wow. We had the uh, – Dennis, we had the CEO on the Power Hour when it was at, like, 9 Don't worry, Dennis. I didn't make money, really money on this thing. <laughs> I'm um, worried about I know. I, I, I'm just saying I bought it, like, a, a few days after he was on the show, like, yeah. at ten fifty. And then it went down to eight. I'm like, all right, I, you know, <laughs> like I, I didn't get to study it. You know, I, I don't know what it, I, I, it was like a flat thing for me, but it's at 17. It's at 17. The guy is smart and he has a lot of things going with it. I just, you know, I don't know the whole story, but the one that, that I didn't talk to you guys about, and I don't know why I didn't get into it more. Remember we were buying those defense stock, those um, gun making stocks, or I was because of uh, ammunition, just because, you know, the whole election, yeah. all that stuff. The one that I got into, and it was kind of because of Barstool Sports, because they're a sponsor on it, I got into AXON. Um, AXON, they own the Taser brand. Right. Yeah. Yep. We talked about this one on the show at 120. All right. So I own that one, and I'm up. A, I'm up a decent amount on it. Yeah. I think the CEO. I think this. I think the CEO is. It's been a killer. <laughs> good choice of words. Um, I think. I think the CEO. Not a killer. I mean, I should say it's, it's been a killer. That's been a killer. Yeah. Well, it's not a kill. You know, it's like it's, it stings you. It doesn't kill you, right? But it's it's <laughs> it, 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 it's up. It's up. Uh, that's what I, that was my joke there. It's up poor, a dec- poor choice of words. Yes, it's up a decent amount, and I think the CEO is coming on one of the shows today, or I'm interviewing the CEO. I'm not totally sure, um, but I will find out. And so I'm holding on to AXON. I'm holding on to it because I think I think the police are going to do whatever they can to not use lethal force. No, for sure. Oh, we talked about this. We talked about this. I believe we talked about this on the show back when we the riot. day after we had the invasion of the Senate. And I and I actually bought the stock and then I sold you it because it? I scalped and I sold way too soon and it just has continued. So I need to stop. I need to just go with my initial idea and stick it in my long term portfolio and not look at it. Yeah, Dennis, this, I'm, I, I, I get this at 122 that day i was like i was looking at this invasion of the senate i was like what is going to benefit from this i'm like axon axon and you know i was looking gun makers were all up but axon wasn't up yet so and then it ran for two days and i was like oh that was a good trade here it is it wasn't a good trade. 120 to 205 so I, I didn't think it had that kind of sustained move but wow one month been an incredible stock yeah absolutely and dennis so, someone messaged me on twitter if you responded, message me in the last two days on DM and Twitter and get back to you, don't think I'm a jerk. I just haven't written back to anyone on it. But they messaged me. They're like, I got to listen to Dennis and hold my stocks. I'm like, ha, no, don't yeah. listen to Dennis. And hold, hold, <laughs> listen to Jason hold your stocks. No. I, I enter excellent. I exit very poorly. I always get well, out too soon. Yeah, Dennis, that's the like, that's our point. Like, think about Twilio when the whole, I mean, I sold some of that and like, oh my God. So many of these stocks you could just retire on. Um, Dennis, Can I ask you it? about a stock that I know you bought? I saw you yes. bought on the show, but I don't know if yep. you ever got out. You, you, um, when you had Andrew left on, you bought you bought a hundred shares of GameStop, right? Yep, I actually bought a hundred shares and then a hundred shares the next day because it kept still calling me a boomer and I didn't like it. Um, so, <laughs> yep, peer pressure. I know. Right. My son Josh said, "Dad, if they told you to jump off a bridge, would you?" I'm like. If it was so, I, uh, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Oh, I can't. 
I, I, uh, Joel, I can't totally address that one, but I'm, I, I definitely sold some of those shares. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. I, all right. I, I, all right. I just don't, I just don't want any Wall Street betters to show up in my house anymore. So I don't want to like. Does he have Wall they Street betters show up in your house? Uh, it felt like it. It, they it felt like it. Were they giving it, you heat? Does he take heat? I mean, go to the YouTube show with Andrew Lefson and look at the chat. I mean, did you see? Did thing. you see me on Wall Street bets on the weekend? Did you see no. the heat? No, uh, you, got, you got killed. Well, because uh, I was quoted in Reuters, and I, I, oh. it was actually when I talked to the Reuters reporter. This was last Friday, so it was a week ago. I was like, I don't even know if I want to talk about this because I don't want a bunch of Wall Street betters, you know, hating on me. Right. And I was nice about it. And I just said that I felt like the influence of Wall Street bets had diminished to a certain extent. Oh, don't, um, God, don't, don't. <laughs> They quoted me on that on Wall Street bets. And they, 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 there was 3,000 comments about me. And, just uh, like everything you could see. Are we going to let them talk about us this way? Let's get them. Let's, let's, get, let's get, him. get him. Let's hunt this guy down and get him. I'm like, holy cow. Look <laughs> did you did you read all the comments? I read a few and I had to stop. I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I did. I did see you get all pissed in the chat one morning this week. So I came in and like I did my thing, no, and I got everyone. No. I got I got everyone to cheer you on. Did you see no. that? I, I, I. But the, the funny thing was in those comments because they only put that they didn't have the whole conversation. And I was like, I've changed my strategies to not get squeezed. I have so much respect for the Wall Street bets people, but I did feel like you know, like I was starting to go back to a little more normal trading. Like I had changed strategies that i have developed that have been working for 20 years i had to undo all that for wall street bets i've never had to do that in 20 years change core strategies because of a group of traders that's incredible and i talked about all that stuff but then obviously it was just the quote about that all they said was you know that i felt like the effects were diminishing and i was starting to short stocks again and they did not like hearing that i was starting to short stocks again and that was what's he short What's there were some really well, funny ones, too. I mean, there, obviously, some, the, the low-hanging really fruit is my last name, right? So there was, like, a bazillion comments, you know, about dickhead and, you know, all, you know, they can, they can go on the whole thing. So, oh, yeah. Which is fine. That's fine. They're funny. But it was starting to concern me when they were, like, looking up the bright trading address and starting to, like, <laughs> like okay, well, this is going too far. Wait, can, I, can, I, can I just say that that was a little funny because they said that the bright trading office looks like a place where, like, Saul Goodman would work. Like, <laughs> it kind of does. For, for better call Saul. You might need, yeah, <laughs> I said it like better call Saul. I, I, Vegas. Well, no, Spencer the, sent me the link, and I was like, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, it wasn't even involving me, and I was like, I was scared. I mean, it I was. Thought, like, well, I don't also, want to talk to Also, you, right you went on Russian TV, Dennis, you know, and you talked what? about it, too. So, uh, but Joel, whatever. Joel, that I don't understand. Why did you, if you were even scared, then why the heck did you just ask me if I sold GameStop? Because you're you talk about your positions. You're allowed to you, buy and sell. You, you buy not, and sell. Not that I'm one. Sorry. Not that one. I don't talk about GameStop. GameStop <laughs> cannot be talked about. That's the I'm only sorry. One. I didn't Certain know Jason. Certain cannot be talked about. Yeah, um, yeah. No, we love you, Wall Street bats. I we love you. you I, I literally no, Joel, you're fine. Right Joel, you're fine. I'm sorry. I'm, I thought it was Joel, a great buy. I thought Joel, I saw you buy it. It was a good buy. You're you're fine. I know you have it too. You're fine. No, I don't. I got rid of that thing. Oh, well, don't sell. Hold I, I, didn't, I didn't get rid of it, guys. All right, let's quit talking about it. I want to give you a quick technical lesson real quick before we wrap things up, okay? And, I, you know, we talk about technical analysis. I know you're super busy. You're doing a lot of things, and you pay attention to the fundamentals. I just want to talk to you about Upwork real quickly, okay? 
Yep. And it looks great. I just want to, this is like, I'm not telling you to sell your Whirlpool or anything. You got two highs in the same area, 58.79 and 58.46. I'm not calling it a double top. I'm not saying anything. But keep an eye on 56.85, okay? That's your all-time closing high price. You did it by over a buck and a half. Don't worry so much about the intraday highs, but just make sure it makes a new all-time closing high. So on a piece of paper, I want you to write down 56.85 for upward. And just right keep an eye on it, okay? Okay, and what do I do at that level? I mean, if you get it, if it starts stalling out there and it's, it stops making closes, I see it has um, earnings uh, coming up on the 23rd. If it stopped making uh, new all-time closing highs, that means, you know, there might be a seller around there, you know, someone fishing around. So I like to, instead of keeping an eye on the all-time high, I like to keep an eye on the all-time closing high. So keep an eye on 56.85 for you. Okay. 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 All right. I, I got you. I own it. I own it in size. I own it in size. Okay. One of my, lar- one of my larger positions now. I, I mean, know that one time I told you to sell Whirlpool calls and it went like 500 points above it. So yeah. Um, yeah. Just- no, I, I hear you. And and by the way, I don't want to get the room mad, but I have been trimming a little bit more of my Tesla position. Whoa. Whoa. That's big and breaking. That's good. He's there. being responsible. Claps for responsibility. It has been just an incredible run for Tesla, and maybe it continues here, but the circus, you know, we always say sell your peanuts while the circus is in town, and the circus is still fully in town in Tesla, even if it's above 800. I um, sold. Why? I sold, why are you selling some? Why so not? I sold well, that's ten. why I would say, but why? Well, Jason doesn't sell it, though. Why? My, fir- my first sell the last week or so, I sold 10 shares of Tesla at 864. The next day, I sold 10 more at 858. No, it's, yeah, yeah, about 858. And then so that was 20 more shares. Uh, I know that's not that much, but um, why am I selling? Because I think that it's going to take six months before the next big catalyst comes out, the next big catalyst. And um, battery technology is not where it needs to be for the semi yet. And so I just figured it could go down to 740 is what I was thinking. And at that point when I think I'm ready, I'll buy some call options. And, you know, I was on margin for a decent amount of money. And so I figured let's just keep trimming some a little bit of Tesla and buying some of these other positions. But yeah, asset reasset allocation. There's nothing wrong with that if you don't think I mean, you're gonna get the same return. I I've, I've been looking at this too, and it looks kind of heavy. And just keep an eye on uh, so, you have you sold any, Joel? No, it's a small position, and Lisa won't let me sell it. So I guess I, <laughs> the only thing she let me sell was the why would, was, why, was would the, Lisa, why would Lisa not let you sell? Do you guys do you guys have a Tesla? Uh, a Tesla car or a Tesla stock? It's a car. Like, why does she love it so much? Because it goes did, up. Why does she love it? And because she, she doesn't sell stock. We went to uh, yeah. The only thing she let me sell was GameStop, and that was a big fight. Um, <laughs> It, <laughs> Joel got out at the top. He's the only person I, that sold the I was like, I like, I was so nervous, and I didn't like talking about it on the show anymore. Um, we went out to the mall, and Tesla had a store at um, uh, Somerset, right? Yeah, Somerset for a long time. Yeah, and she's like, "Wow, that's a cool car," and then that was it. And then uh, but, that was a yeah, genius but, move. Way before the split. Keep an eye on 785 on this one. I, I don't think you're under 70. This is one of the longest periods of consolidation you've had in this thing. So consolidation means in an uptrend, you go higher, but eventually there are reversals. 
Mark 785 right next to that 5685. That's yeah, that's that's my level. I'm not saying, you know, if it breaks that, it's going to 700, but it's holding up. Yeah. It's holding up strong. The market's strong. That's fine. That's whenever whenever you guys get negative Tesla, the stock goes up. So now maybe I should buy more. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a consolidation period here, so it could go either yeah. way. I'm still, I, I I I've been you know from a fundamental base I don't get it, but from a technical basis I've been on board. I'm still somewhat on board, but I can see what Jill's looking at. He starts to break trend here, that'd be concerning because we've been in this nice uptrend for a long time. If you get a chance, uh, Elon was on Joe Rogan. I watched a bit of it. Um, I'm going to get Elon on the Raz report. Mark my words. In 2021, Elon will be on the Raz report. Nice. But he was on he was on Joe Rogan, um, and yeah, he is good. But I, I think I could ask Elon better questions than Joe Rogan, to be honest. Um, just my opinion. And then I I do have Kathy Wood coming on March 4th. You know, what if I got Kathy Wood and Elon at the same time? Now that would be, be epic. That'd be epic. Come on, not just good. That'd be I know that'd be hard. I don't know how to do that. Um, all right, and then anything else that I need? Uh, I gotta go. I'm 10 minutes. I stay 20 minutes oh, over geez, time. Yeah, 20. Hold I gotta go right trade my open. Right. Lucky I didn't have a lot of positions on. I you wanna, guys keep going though. All right, all right. Hi, Joel. So, Spencer, I, now it's just you and I. Well, okay. Joel's, Joel's here for a second, and then we also have oh, Mitch. Oh, Mitch, Mitch is lurking in the background. He's finally no, back Mitch, with us. Mitch, Mitch is on vacation. I don't know the he- I don't know what the heck happened to that kid. Yeah, how's that guy get so much vacation? I know. He gets he takes more gets, vacation than anyone times three at this company. You know, know what? The only thing is, is I I don't I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I mean, you know, I mean, walk around the block or something. But anyways, no, I just want to say, wait, Joel, Joel, this is vacation to me. Like, like this is vacation to me. Like, like if you said I was in Mexico right now, what would I be doing? Laying in bed and watching CNBC? I mean, this is vacation to me. Like, I'm on vacation right now. I'm on vacation. The only thing that's not here is a is a pina colada delivered to me, but I can go on DoorDash and now works for me because the CEO called me and I can get my pina colada. So the, CEO, the CEO of DoorDash called you? The uh, chief of staffs of this for the CEO, yes. Okay, wow. All right. Uh, real quick, technical look. Uh, your pre-market high, 39.14. That's right up with the close at 39.12. So if we get up there, I think that's going to be some good resistance. Uh, we had an inside day yesterday and kind of feel like maybe it might have an inside day today. The low for the week is down to 35 or 38.78. Remember, we're going into a three-day weekend. Sometimes funky things happen over three-day weekends. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know the market was closed Monday. I'm actually. I guess the crypto market's not closed, but I don't want the market closed Monday. I'm like so pissed about it. it the futures are open Sunday night at six, and then they trade until how, one p.m. How can I? How can I trade the futures? Like, I, you know, you know, in blackjack, when you have a hot hand, you double. You know, a hot hand in the in the market right now. What I touch turns into gold. Hot hand in the in the market right now. What I touch turns into gold. So I want to put that gold in the play more. I want to throw those chips out. Throw those chips out. Throw those chips out. And if it starts going the other way, Joel, I will. And you know, Mitch Hosh. All the chips. Mitch Hosh. It's funny. He probably went on vacation because he he challenged me to a trading contest, and I like probably destroyed him. And so he's like, "I'm on vacation. I'm not in the contest. I'm not in the contest." Well, luckily he wasn't because. I've had three stocks. API, I gave up 120%, and like two others, 120% wins in like three weeks. So I don't think Mitch is going to compete with that anytime soon. All right. We'll let you guys take it away. All uh, right. Great job. Uh, let me know if I'm allowed to go to that uh, flag football game. All right. Why do, you want, why do you want to go? Because, man, it's so, something that, you know, I love kids. You know, I love sports. I mean, I, you, you know, I, I, you know I, I, honestly, something I, to do. Honestly, if you came, would you be interested in uh, taking video with my phone? 
Yeah, I mean, if you don't complain about how I take the video, but no. I will. No, I, I'll gonna... do it. If you want me to do that and take stats, I can. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll the be stat, socially the, distant. The stats, no, the stats you could do. That I'll be good. I I think I'm gonna hire a video guy for this game. This is an epic game. Again, this is a, against the CEO of United, um, Hosal, who's never lost a game when they had their best player in there. Oh, that, team, we, what's, we the, them. What, what's the spread? What's the spread? Yes. I don't know. I, I would think they're favored by nine. Ooh. Jason, you just got to stick to the what we talked about. Uh, One play multiple times. What What's the name of uh, your team? I got to talk to Mitch about what he's talking about. I don't know, that's a good uh, – my name of my team, we, I got to choose before the season started, Kansas City Chiefs. And, <laughs> okay. And, and, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a first-time coach. We're 4-0. Right. I love it. All right. All right. I'll be I'll, – I'll text you to get more details. Okay. Right. Have, a, uh, have a great day, guys. Thanks a lot, Joel. I, I do want to mention once again that today's pre-market prep is sponsored by Rockwell Trading. Trade what you see, not what you think. Go to rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga. There's the link. Jason, we, what's up? We got some breaking news by, by Brent Slava, head of Benzinga News Desk. Company Jeez. spokesperson got back to us and effectively pointed out that Bloomberg screenshots was old information. What is Brent referring to? CCIV. Is anyone yeah. who was following the Zannies, the Zan? The zaniness, zanin, zaniness, zaniness. Okay, in CCIV last night. Thank you, uh, Spencer. Um, so I guess it was an old screenshot. The Benzinga News has just got some exclusive commentary no, wait, on wait. CCIV from CCIV spokesperson. This is what I'm talking about. Put exclusive in the headline. Benzinga breaking the news. Wall Street Journal not breaking the news. Benzinga. If you guys aren't subscribers of Benzinga Pro or talking to Brent Slava daily, you're losing out and you're losing alpha. That's what I got to say. You would have been even Don't better be if you watched SPAC's attack. We mentioned this one on December 30th. All the way back on December 30th when it was at $10.05. Uh, just to give more context on this, there was a there was a misleading screenshot on Twitter from Bloomberg that that seemed to imply that the uh, the CCIV deals off, but that that was wrong. So that that's what the comment is referring to. Um, I do want to just wrap it up for, uh, for the podcast version. Pre market prep. All of our shows are available as podcast on all the major podcast platforms. If you're listening to the show via podcast, please remember all the information is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice uh and smash that like button i haven't even said that today i think i said it like one time hit that like button on youtube on facebook on twitch on periscope yeah we're even on linkedin that's right linkedin hit the like button wherever you are watching this thank you very much uh thanks to both our guests today jason rasnick and marcus height carter we appreciate them and that's a wrap for pre-market prep as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.